It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Of the NFL Draft 2019, we are a mere 17 picks away from the Philadelphia Eagles being on the clock for their fourth round pick. I'm James Seltzer, Elliot Shore, Parks, Go Birds Radio, ESP. What up, brother? The draft might be my favorite time of the year outside of training camp. I might like the draft better than the games. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a take to start the show. Right, right. right, right, out of the gate, right? <laughs> I love, all right, for, uh, here's why I love the draft. One, I love the excitement of the new players finding out who they are and learning about them. Two, the intrigue of, like, they took this guy, so what does this mean? And third, I just love all the football talk for three straight days. I yeah. love watching them. I love, I just, I love the draft. Yeah. So, and I love the Eagles draft so far. I totally agree, and we're going to dive into the picks. I do agree with you. The draft, it's a fun, and obviously when it was here a couple years ago, it's that much more fun, Philadelphia on the national stage and all that, but... Nashville's done a great job, too. It looks Nashville like, looks pretty awesome. You and I went to Nashville together. We had a maybe a little too much fun together in Nashville. but Yeah, uh, it was a fun time. I'll just say that. It looks awesome. It looks like a great place for it. They, they, uh, I think the point is no more Dallas for the draft, I think that, we can say. Outside How, of the Cowboys thing, putting it inside a, a stadium was a lame move. A by horrible move. A horrible move where the, the two that sandwich it just look amazing and look like so much fun. But I'm with you. It's a, it's just an awesome day, uh, awesome three-day event. And if you're a football fan, it's the only time that you can look at this whole group of guys mm -hmm. and, and watch them and, and learn about them and all that. And any single one of them, for the most part, you know, if you're picking 25 or whatever, you're probably not getting the number one or two guy or whatever. But you can look at all these guys and, and imagine them being your guy. And that's fun. And it impacts the roster a lot. I mean, I, you know, when you look ahead to 2019 and how he's already done a lot, and what one quote that really sticks out to me, especially now after I've seen their first three picks, is how he said uh, a week before the draft, he thinks the roster they have currently, prior to the draft picks, could go and play right now. Like, he was that confident in the roster he's built. And I think you see that in the picks they have so far. And we'll get into them individually. But, you know, just on a large scale, Andre Dillard probably not going to play this year. Mm -hmm. Miles Sanders will, for sure. But he's going to be a backup to Jordan Howard, the receiver out of Stanford. And we'll we'll debate a nickname for him. Yes. JJ. JJ. 
Artega Whiteside? Arsega? I think it's Arsega. I've heard it both ways. Either Archega or Arsega. I think it's Arsega. Well, it's Jaws now. That's it? We're done? Well, no, actually. So the one you see online, you know, and Twitter and when I is J-Jaw a lot. Which but, is one that when you say it, J-Jaw. Like, it sounds cool. But, so but it's not as good it. written. Can't be Jaws because of Jaworski. We have a Jaws. Correct. So yeah. can't be Jaws. I like JJ. JJ? We JJ have a Reddick JJ. Hasn't but- <laughs> earned, he's not earned the one JJ he's in this town. He's from Brooklyn status. anyway. Yeah, he lives in Brooklyn. That's a good point. Come on. But no, I mean, look, there was even uh, JJ from Stanford, 6'3. Reminds me a lot of Alshon. That's a guy that, again, probably not going to play a lot this year. And what Howie said last night after uh, taking Miles Sanders and after taking JJ was. Depth is crucial to this team. And we saw it last year. We saw it at cornerback, all the injuries they had. Obviously, Nick Foles and what the quarterback position has been. I think Howie views, you know, they want to play 19 games each year. And to do that, you have to have depth and you have to have players you can count on. And I think that's kind of been the focus of this of this draft so far. Yeah, and I think also guys at positions where they can grow, they have time, like you said, have time to grow, but also will be needed down the road, theoretically. I mean, Jordan Howard, probably a one-year guy here, very unlikely unless he has a great year and they want to re-sign mm-hmm. him. Not their, you know, MO to, to re-sign, re-sign a guy yeah. who's on that second contract at running back. Um, you know, obviously receiver Deshaun's here now, Alshon's here now. A few years down the road, we don't know if those guys will still be here. Aguilar so, on a one-year deal. Aguilar probably won't be here after this year. I, I, after this, after this year. year, I agree. Yeah, this year, I, I'm still with you. I still think, I, I don't get the, the sense of moving on from Aguilar right now. People need to put more respect on Aguilar's name. Like, this guy has been the most consistent receiver on the Eagles for the last two years. His production from 17 to 18 did not drop off as much as people think. And in a year that's huge for Carson Wentz, no receiver on this roster has taken more reps in practice or in a game than Aguilar has with Wentz. So to trade him away, and I don't think they will, but everyone out there saying, oh, well, now they can trade Ag- Aguilar. I mean, even Adam Schefter saying, you know, they took J.J. Right. You know, could trade Aguilar. And they're very different players. Uh, J.J. can't step in and do what Aguilar does. And the other thing, not to bring up my boy J. Matt, Jordan Matthews, killing it in San Fran now. Killing it, yes. But yeah, killing it there. <laughs> when they went, yeah. He's really, he really dominated those OTAs there. You had. know it. He's got the 81 back. He's good to go. But when they went from Jordan Matthews to Aguilar in the slot, one of the things I kept hearing was, well, Aguilar brings a lot of speed to the slot that Jordan Matthews did not. J.J. is not bringing speed to the slot. No. So you're not going to put him there. He's going to be on the outside. And, look, maybe you put Deshaun in the slot a little more. But your starting three receivers are set. So I think of the rookies that have been drafted so far, Miles Sanders, the one everyone's most excited about, is the one you're going to see the most of next year. And we'll dive into the picks in a second. I just do want to agree with the idea that I think that when you look at Aglor, they've made it very clear, and we'll get into this a little bit more later, but they've made it very clear with this draft that they want to put weapons around Carson Wentz. That is a, a clear uh, point for this team. They mm-hmm. are making it a point of doing it. Weapons, protection, all that stuff. And to move on from Aguilar from that perspective just doesn't make a ton of sense to me, especially for like, what, a fourth, a fifth round pick, something like that. What's the upside? And last year, or even when they brought Darby in and in past years with all the moves they've made at cornerback, they make a move and you say, well, this means so-and-so is gone. But they just want to be deep at cornerback. I think when you have, when you're able to manipulate the cap the way Howie is, and surprising fact, guess how many teams in the league have more cap space than the Eagles right now? A number. More than you would think at this point. Let, let's say, or have more cap space, have not more less. cap space. Oh, so, so I would guess not as many as you would think is what I'm saying. Uh, let's say seven. Dead on. 
Is it really? It's dead on. Oh, my God. Look at that. That was really exciting. That's like the Se- best thing that'll happen. Seven teams. The Eagles have $27 million in cap space. So they don't need to trade Aguilar for cap space. They don't need to make moves for cap space. And when you're able to manipulate the cap like that and still have, in my opinion, one of the best rosters in the NFL, you can go out and you can draft a left tackle with a 22nd pick that might not play for a year. You can take a receiver that in the second round, which is a premium spot. I mean, 57th overall pick is a premium spot. You take a guy there that, all things being equal, hopefully doesn't play that much for you this year. Or is your fourth receiver. Or is like a red zone package type guy. And, you know, speaking of the red zone, you put that guy in the red zone. He's 6'3". Oh, Alshon's 6'3". You got Goddard. Ertz is 6'5". Goddard's 6'5". So the red zone offense should, that, that should help. And look, I think the clear message you've seen from Howie this week outside of the Carson thing is the offense was the issue last year. It was not the defense. The defense played at a high level. I think heading into next season, you can be optimistic about the defense. The Eagles know they needed help on offense, both for Carson and just in general to improve that unit. Yeah, and that was something you were saying last year. 888-729-9494. Let's dive in, Elliot, and let's actually look at these picks, and then we'll get to kind of what it means a little bit more with Wentz and all that. But let's go pick by pick, and again, 888-729-9494 to chime in on the draft picks themselves, on Aguilar, anything you like with the Eagles, obviously, their pick coming up at about 13 picks, so we'll be all over that as well. Elliot, let's start with Andre Dillard. I know you got to talk about it a little bit on the station on Friday, but for those who haven't heard, what's your take on the trade-up, the pick, and all that? So you were with me when they made the pick. We were at the Eagles draft party. Yes, sir. And my initial take on it was I didn't like it. And the reason I didn't like it was because he's not going to contribute this year. It's a very deep defensive line class. I thought leaving the first round with an elite defensive line prospect should have been a key. Mm-hmm. That was two days ago. I've had time to think about it more. And I look at the Dillard pick this way. Sometimes when I disagree with picks the Eagles make, I don't get the logic behind it. I can see the logic of the Dillard pick. I understand it. And now, ultimately, I agree with it. You get an elite left tackle prospect, a guy that struggles in run blocking, but as a pass blocker, was the best pass blocking tackle prospect in this draft without question i would say without question he allowed one sack in three or four years at washington state on a team that threw it you know what 80 90 percent of the time yes 90 percent it's the air rated they're they're called the air raid attack i mean come on that's what mike leach does another impressive dillard stat you want to guess how many times he got a holding penalty in college in four years because you're asking, I'm going to guess lower than I think it right. should so keep possibly. in mind, you know, 40 games or yeah. whatever. Uh, let's say eight times. Zero. Really? Not a, a single holding call. That is a great factoid. That is. is really That is really impressive. And that tells me two things. One, he's not getting beat a lot, obviously, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to hold. And two, when he is getting beat, he's not panicking and just grabbing. He's able to recover. He's able to recover. So And that he has good technique as well. Right. So... Now that I've had the chance to think about the pick more, I understand the logic. I will always agree with a general manager building from the lines out. Because when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Nick Foles was obviously amazing, but they won because they offensive lines. They won with lines, the trenches. They we, won we've with talked the trenches. about it a ton. I, I Look, I'm a big cliches or cliches for a reason yeah. guy. Building through the trenches is a cliche for a reason. Absolutely. And that's how this team is going to win in the long run. So I, I'm always in favor of using a first-round pick on an, on an elite tackle prospect. My initial concern was I would have taken Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal preference. I've since come off that a little. I really like Dillard the more I learn about him. Look, he's not going to play this year, but when Jason Peters is gone. I mean, look, he could 
play this year. Let's not. I mean, there is the positive. We're talking about Jason Peters here. Right. And obviously, Big V, likely still here. Someone who could come I would in keep first. Him. I would too. Because, you know, he's got the experience. But I think that if JP does go down and Dillard is progressing quickly, you could see him this year. You could. I know. The, the, the hope and the plan is that you don't see him well, this year. But is a good one way caveat play. I would put on that is I would only put him in once he's ready. And that's why I like the idea of keeping Vitae because. Look, left tackle is not exactly like quarterback, but it's also a position where, especially in this Eagles offense, you're out on an out on an island. Mm -hmm. Like they put their tackles out on an island, and Dillard doesn't seem like a guy that lacks of confidence, and I'm not worried about him mentally. But it's never good to put somebody in before they're ready. I don't want him going in the second series of Week One because Peters is hurt. I want him going in when he's ready. So if if it's Week Seven or Eight and the coaches feel he's ready to play, he should be out there. But regardless, for 2020. You now have a tackle that you'll get a year to coach up under Jason Peters. You'll get a year for Jeff Stoutland to coach him. Two full off-seasons to coach him, essentially. And when he's out there, you'll have him and Lane Johnson. In my opinion, and you know more about the offensive lines around the league than I do, but in my opinion, maybe the most athletic set of tackles in the NFL. I, I think it absolutely could be. I mean, look, Lane is maybe the most athletic tackle prospect to ever go through the combine. Yep. He's that athletic. This guy isn't that far off. He's not lane from athleticism perspective. It's very close. More athletic than Jason Peters coming out of college at tight end at that point. I mean, he this guy is incredibly athletic. I think it was what, like 99th percentile, 98th percentile, like the the three cones, all the majors. All yep. the major athletic stuff runs a four nine six forty at his size. He's an incredible athlete. And I think, like you said, that's a perfect fit for what they do. They want guys getting to the second level. They want to pull guys, they want to move guys around. So I think he, he's a good fit. He's a great value. He's a guy who yeah. I think most people agreed was a top 10 to top 15 talent in this draft to get him at 22 and not give up a ton to move up, I think was a real value. Fit. And the two words you just said there, I think are really, as we talk about the draft picks and, you know, callers call in, like those are the two words I, I think can be used to fairly grade this draft right now. Value and fit. We don't know how these guys are going to be in two years, three years. You know, the, the six-round pick, Jason Kelsey was a six-round pick. He ended up being maybe Howard Roseman's best draft pick of all time. Mm -hmm. So we don't know how these careers are going to pan out. But when you look at value and you look at fit, I think you have to give the Dillard pick an A from both of those perspectives. He was a, probably a top 15 talent in this draft. A lot of mock drafts had him going early, much earlier than 22. He fell because of the run on defensive linemen, how he jumped up and got him. I think great value at 22. And from a fit perspective... Yes, there's only five offensive linemen on the time, so uh, on the it's field at the time. It's a future fit perspective. It's, it's the perfect fit yes. for the future. So I have to give that Dillard pick an A. 888-729-9494. Yeah, I, I love the pick. And again, I love that. Look, if I'm looking for a, a, a lot of these college linemen that you see now, whether it's because of spread offenses or, mm. or power rushing type offenses, there are a lot of guys who come into the NFL incomplete. Guys who can do one thing well or not another or whatever. And... I would much rather have a guy who in the NFL now, in this offense, who is an elite pass protector and can work on the running side of things than the other way around. My concern with that, though, and John Ritchie actually brought it up this week um, on your show, saying he didn't often push, push the line forward. And that's a bit of my concern in the NFL where he's going to be going against stronger defensive linemen than he did in college. And that's what really run blocking is. That's why you hear offensive linemen love to run block because that's when they get to be the aggressor. They get to go forward and not immediately backpedal. And one of the things you hear about Dillard and you read in his scouting reports is strength is not 
his strength, right? Like he's not a very strong guy. Now, as with any college prospect, the fact that he's now in a professional environment will help that. He'll have a professional dietitian. He'll, you know, be lifting 20, not 24-7, but his full-time job will be his body now. So I do think he'll get stronger, but I do have some concerns about him as a run blocker. That being said, I agree with you. I would much rather have an elite pass rusher than an elite run blocker. 888-729-9494. All right, Elliot. We're going to get into the second round picks in just a minute. First, I want to head out to the phones real quick. Let's get Adam up here. Adam in Northeast Philly. Yo, brother. How you been, man? Yo, what's going on? Salsa, my man. My man. Adam, you're my man. What's going on, man? What's on your mind today? <laughs> I'm loving the draft so far, man. You know, we're building for the future, getting this guy some weapons, trying to protect him. I mean, I'm, I'm all in. What pick did you like the most so far? Actually, the most non-exciting pick. The, the, lineman, the lineman, baby. I love it, Adam. That's a smart football fan right there. Yeah, I mean, the uh, only way we're going to win is keeping this guy upright and on the field. So uh, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with the lineman. What do you want to see him? A, what do you want to see him do with the next pick? I think we have to go defense now. Well, that's an interesting yeah. point, Adam. Thanks for calling in, brother. Always a pleasure to talk to you. 888-729-9494. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Miles Sanders. We're going to talk about J.J. Whiteside or Sega, we think. Archega? Uh, he's just J.J. to me. J.J. Now. We're going to talk about J.J. We're going to get to your calls, but also the offense versus defense of it all. Is Howie going overboard on the offensive side, especially in a historic defense draft? We'll tell you what we think coming up next. Plus your calls. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. Hey, Alexa. Play 94 WIP. Listen to Sports Radio 94 WIP on Amazon Alexa. We are now eight picks away. Only eight Eagles. picks. On the clock soon. Howie season is here. It is here. How he pick an offensive player season here? You know, as much as I love the draft, like, Howie is in his happy place at the draft. Oh, yeah. When he comes down and talks to the media, he's smiling, he's joking. He loves to tell jokes these days. Even today. So, uh, Miles Sanders had his press conference today. It was pretty today. funny, actually. It yeah. Good. It, it, so, Miles Sanders had his press conference. Howie comes down, takes the picture. He's walking up that aisle, like, from the front of the press conference room to the back. And someone gets in his way, and he, like, moves to the left, and he goes, look, I'm cutting people like Miles. Like, he was, like, feeling himself Well, but when he today. came out last night, and he's like, we're the Philadelphia Eagles select running backs yep. or whatever. Like, he's just having fun with it. And good for him, because that is certainly something. That was my reaction when Miles Sanders was taken. It was like. That was everyone's reaction. How he took a running back in the yeah. second round? How about it? We're going to get to your reaction on Miles Sanders and J.J. Whiteside. Or Sega. J.J. I'm just, I got to stop saying the full name. JJ. And you know what's funny? For somebody that has a hyphenated name, I feel like I should stick with it's saying a good point. Both. You should actually be the one person who would get it and right. say, you know what? It's really annoying if someone called me Elliot Parks. It would be disrespectful. It would be to disrespectful. be quite honest. Disrespectful <laughs> to my mother. Like, yeah. But his name's also just, I will get used tough to it. One. Look, it's we learned how Polyvili Vitae. So I think some of us did, Elliot. I learned it a little. <laughs> Big V, 888-729-9494. Coming up, we're going to get Elliot's thoughts on the two second-round picks of the Eagles and, of course, on the clock in now six picks, so we'll be all over that as well. Let's head out to Mount Airy and talk to my buddy, Channing. Channing! Yep. Yo, what's up, fellas? What's going on? How you what's been, on, brother? Channing? What's up? I, um, 
I, I just want you guys had a topic about the most heartwarming moment uh, the, a couple of days ago on John. Yes. On John and um. And, on the midday um, show, yes, sir. Yeah, I, I love the draft, like the raw emotion, like football more than any other sport. Is like these guys really have to work on it. Like our guy Dillard, you know, guys getting up at two a.m. every morning to drink a protein shake so he can gain weight. And the other story with Hollywood Brown, where he's working at Six Flags just to just to pay for community college. Like more than any other sport, football, you really have to like work it and get your body right. Like basketball, like a lot of those guys, you know, from their fourteen and fifteen years old. You know who's going to be the who's going to be the top guy? From like, and, like ten years old, some of them, like LeBron's yeah, kids, like yeah, the ten, or he can go to any college he wants. He's like four, yeah, twelve years like old lot, or whatever. A lot, yeah, a lot of these guys, like you hear about them, like you know they were two star recruits, mm-hmm. and you know now they're top, top ten picks. You know, I, I really love that aspect of it. Yeah, and that um, was that was one thing Miles was saying this morning. Like to put ourselves in his shoes for a second, he he's in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh last night. He gets drafted. He, he says, I woke up in Eagle this morning. He drove to Philly. Like, that's got to be a cool feeling. It's got to be amazing. Oh, I love that, man. Yeah, he flew to Philly, well, sorry. Especially with putting so your bodies about- on the line and all that. Anyway, Channing, what oh, do you think of the draft so far? So, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, Dillard. Yeah, Dillard, I, I like the pick. He, he is, he is, he's he's going to be a good um, left tackle for us. Uh, the run blocking is non-existent. Um, Stoutland is going to coach him up with, with punching inside the chest. He, he kind of grabs outside a lot. I watched the uh, now I've been watching all this uh, Washington State Cougar footage all mm-hmm. twenty two. Isn't it great? Uh, Dead chanting out like all of a sudden, like you're like, oh, I gotta go watch a bunch of Washington State football uh, yeah, now because yeah, this yeah, is our like, guy. Watching watching the Apple Cup. Dude. Watching watching <laughs> offensive line play. Yes. Yeah. I'm, my girl's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'll, yo, I'll be back. I'll be in bed in a minute. Like, let, let, let me. That's so, awesome, Jerry. I love the Miles Sanders pick. And I wish we would have got Paris Campbell instead of Arcega, but I, I'm thinking I agree. how he's thinking about the future, and, and uh, he, you know, he could be a, a good replacement for uh, for Alshon in a couple of years. But I, I, um, Paris Campbell, I think he would have fit more, you know, being a, a slot corner, uh, a slot wide receiver. Channing, I'm with you. Great call. Really, really appreciate you calling, in. Elliot. Let's get to your take on both guys okay. as we kind of had mentioned. We get there. Uh, if you want to start with JJ, can we don't have to go in order? So I think it's interesting that I would have never thought on the third day of the draft we'd be talking about a guy that pretty clearly seems like Alshon's replacement down the road. Yeah. Now, I again, I think this is a depth pick. Like, I think they want him to be a backup, you know, to these three guys. But look, like, his game compares to Alshon. Like, he doesn't create separation. He's extremely physical. He's good at winning 50-50 balls. He's great at the point of contact with physical. the ball. Yeah, like, like Alshon and not for people to take this as an insult to Alshon, but Alshon does not create great separation at the line of scrimmage. The Eagles have to scheme him open a lot. But the good thing Alshon does is he's able to go up and out-muscle people, and that's what this guy did in college. So I agree with uh, with the last caller. I would have liked Paris Campbell better just because of the speed. Um, Miles Sanders, ironically, he's a guy that, like with the Dillard pick, I didn't like it, and I've learned to like it. I really like the Miles Sanders pick, and now I'm not as crazy about oh, it. Oh, no! Yeah. What happened? So, I don't see what he's elite at. And I'm worried about players coming into the draft that don't have an elite skill. Like, Dillard's an elite pass blocker. Uh, JJ has elite size, and he's physical. 
I'm not sure Miles Sanders has an elite quality. I think he's very, I think he's good at a lot of things. I'm not sure he's elite at anything. Yeah, I think they really liked the the no tread on the tires. I think that well, was a real best factor for their de- decision. Look, how he took the second running back taken in the draft. Think about that. I mean, think about all we've said about Howie Roseman and running backs. He took the number two running back off the board in the draft. Does it worry you a little that for so many years we've said, look, like Howie doesn't value running backs. That's the way to do it. Howie doesn't value running backs. You don't draft running backs early. And now he drafted one with <laughs> this is his first second round pick. I think and- it's interesting. And I, I look, what I hope and what I think is that they really are saying we want the best player on the board right now. And and if and and a position that we can help us. Like this is a position that we do need. Yes. Generally don't value guys these high, but we like this guy more than the other players on the board. So I think you can certainly make the case Miles Sanders was the best player on the board. But I, I do think this was a slight, like, we need a running back type of pick. 888-729-9494. Let's head to Northern Liberties and talk to Steve. Steve, you're on WIP. ESP, Seltzer, what up, fellas? What up, so, brother? Man. Listen, I came to call up to talk about Nelly. I love Nelson Aguilar. I think, uh, I think he's perfect for the slot. He's shifty. He's quick. He's even got deep speed on the all-out blitz from the slot. And people need to understand his struggles his first two years because uh, Steve Sarkeesian had him out in the slot at USC mm-hmm. after he excelled. Then Chip wants to put him outside in 2015. He's terrible. And then uh, the whole wide receiver core in general in 2016 was bad. You finally get him in the slot in 17 and 18, and he's good. But- yeah, look, I think sometimes people hold early career struggles against players too much. Like, Aguilar got the perception of being a bust, but he's not. I mean, his last two years, he has been the best receiver on this team from a production standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and people uh, went too way too quick and not understand where where he where he was meant to be. He's perfect for the slot. But then today, I hear an intriguing rumor, and I wanted to hear you guys' thought on it. Ooh, lay it on us. I heard uh, Nelson Aguilar straight up for Telvin Smith. Ooh, uh, I'd be surprised. Like, I don't think they value that position that much, as we've talked about a lot. Exactly, uh, but this guy's your prototypical 2019 linebacker. No, he this look. Telvin Smith is a really talented player. I'm with you. I, I to really look. I, it's in, Steve. Great. Can, oh, can I? Oh, okay, I was going to ask where he heard it. But. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, interesting name. I do think the idea, and again, you and I are both aligned that we actually don't want them to trade Nelson Aguilar. I am with you. I mean, and I know it's you can't just base on this, but. The Super Bowl wasn't that long ago. He was the best player on the yeah, field, not named Nick a Foles, in the second half of the Super Bowl. In the biggest game in the history of our franchise, other than Nick Foles, that guy was the best offensive player on the field. Best player on the field for the Eagles. That That's, that's not something I just forget a year later. Can I make a counter to that? Sure. Point? I would argue not enough people discuss the fact that Zach Ertz caught the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, think well, Zach, about that. Zach Ertz had the two biggest catches in the Super Bowl. He had the two biggest catches sure. in the game. And if you ask people to think about who had a great Super Bowl, how many people would they mention before they mentioned the guy? Ertz that, is not mentioned that enough. literally won the game. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a so, great point. Yeah. I think what we do is we just say Nick Foles, and that kind of encompasses and that's everything. Brandon yeah. Graham, right, yeah. So. 888-729-9494. Look who's on the line, our good buddy, Elliot's favorite caller. It is. Tom from Abington. Hey, buddy. What up, Tom? What's up, brother? Hey, hey, Elliot. You said Elliot Parks is disrespectful. How's Elliot not for sure Parks? (laughs) That's clever, not disrespectful. (laughs) Okay, cool, cool. Because I like that one. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Oh, you would never, Tom. I know. Don't worry. (laughs) Tom would only would only feign disrespect. He wouldn't really mean (laughs) it. Hey, James, um, is it any surprise to you that the Wentz hater sitting next to you didn't like the uh, first pick (laughs) right away? 
<laughs> I knew it. I knew this was going to come fired. up. Look, you got to well, protect listen, them, right? I mean, he can't stay healthy. If you're, if you're <laughs> See, that's a good take. Fan, right if you're a true Wets fan, you love this draft so far because it's protection and weapons. And I'll tell you what last night was. It was a passing of the torch from JP to AD. And it's going to happen, I know, over the course of like maybe two years, three years. Oh, well, but I, it, it better happen before two years. Yeah, after this year, <laughs> hopefully. Well, I'm saying for him to get to that level. Oh, you know? yeah, okay. oh I like that. Tommy, with a, you're, you're, you're all in on Andre Dillard. Oh, dude, I loved it. I told you, I told you yesterday, Jimmy. And by the way, I didn't even understand the question yesterday because I didn't hear you guys ask it. So my, my answer was way off. What was your uh, answer? Uh, so about your fan base. But you oh. guys were looking for a moment, not yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, that's so fair. That, yeah, that was all side note. But um, I think tonight, they're going to go defense, and I think uh, I don't know what safeties are left. I've been working. I haven't seen like who's been picked today, uh, but don't be shocked if if Howie shocks us and goes linebacker. Ooh, I would be shocked Tommy. at linebacker. And Tommy, thanks for the call, yeah, thanks for the comment. Speaking of safeties, you know, let, I'm looking now. I believe he's still on the board. Deontay, Deontay Thompson Deontay. out of Alabama. I mean, that was a guy that certain mocks had going to the Eagles at 25. Yeah, still We're on. about, the Eagles are going to be picking at pick 138 in five picks right now. Still on the board. Look, safety is a position in need for this team. Safety, A, Malcolm, getting up there. I still think the best player on the defense, but getting up there. Rodney on a one-year deal, and they need a third safety. Like, Andrew Sandejo is not doing it for me. You're not Does an it, Andrew Sandejo guy. Who is an Andrew Sandejo guy? I would guess his wife, probably, or gal, that's a gal. His Hopefully. son, if he has a son, is probably right. an Andrew Sandejo guy. Well, I'm not his wife or his son. <laughs> his agent. Yeah, a his fan. agent. Right. <laughs> Howie, apparently. But hey. no, look, I just think that you need a versatile third safety. We saw last year when Corey Graham got hurt, what happened when you had to put the backups in there. All right, let's head out to Springfield and talk to Johnny. Yo, Johnny. Yo, my man, Seltzer. How you been, brother? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Yo, I, I, I just wanted to talk a little about the draft. Um, Thursday night, I was ecstatic. I love the pick. So, so I guess um, going into the second round, I loved, I love, I wanted, I wanted to run him back either in fifty three or fifty seven. I was cool. I was, I was surprised that they went with the uh, the earlier pick. Me too. Uh, but I love, I love the pick. I love Miles Sanders. I think he's a great fit. So anyway, I'm talking to my buddies in a group text, and I'm like, Yo, I'm tell, I'm telling them DK Metcalf is still available. Still on I was the like, board. I don't know if they would go to. And I, I don't know. It's another guy who was in the first round in a, a fair amount of mock drafts. Yeah. So, like, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have heard it. I, I haven't listened today, but I, I was just shocked that we didn't go with DK Metcalf. I didn't know we were going to go wide wide receiver for the third pick, but they did. This guy, Whiteside, I, I really don't know him. I, I read up on him, and I, I, I kind of see he's probably, like, a, a possession receiver or whatnot. But but then I look, I, I look at this guy. And he looked goofy as hell. And then, and then, and then I started looking kinda. up DK Metcalf, and DK Metcalf looks like he just wants to kill you. Yeah. So it's like, I just, I just, I really, I'm yeah. hoping that this guy fits in our scheme. But I, I did. The one want... thing I will say is, just if you want a, a, a like a counter to that, is that um, JJ has a lot of production at the college level. Metcalf more of a. A paper tiger, as it were. You know, he's all about the physical abilities, which can't go either way, obviously. My counter would be, I just think, look, DJ Metcalf, I think his biggest issue is he's not good at football. 
I think that, <laughs> I think that's that an was, issue. That, that could be, be a problem. potential I'm not problem. Hundred percent right. sure. I think like, look, well, the dude looks good without a shirt. Like, don't get me wrong, but yeah. In terms of actually playing football, it's a slight problem. I hear you, and then I will say this about JJ guys. Um, when I did read up and I, I loved, but apparently he's got a, ba uh, a basketball background, which he does, which I, I mean, like, I love that. It does help, man, because, you know, like, I mean, you, you look at guys like, you know, Antonio Gates and, and a couple of these other transfer over guys from basketball. It, Tony it really Gonzalez does. or a ton of Jay, uh, Johnny, yeah. great call. We got it a break, but really, really good call. And, um, yeah, I, I love that. I love the basketball players, the, the ability to go up and get the jump balls, that kind of feel 888-729-9494 we'll continue to take your draft calls very likely potentially on air during our next segment the eagles could be drafting for their fourth round selection the number 138 selection the draft will be all over that continue to take your calls and look at this offense defense thing too because uh we'll see what they do here but very interesting that the eagles have only taken offensive players when I think a lot of people expected the opposite. It's Elliot Shore Parks. It's James Seltzer. It's Go Birds Radio. Don't go anywhere. Stupid money is good. Stupid winning is great. Bryce Harper <laughs> has crushed it. You're home for Phillies baseball. Sports Radio 94 WIP. So not only are the Philadelphia Eagles on the clock, but the pick is in, Elliot. No trade. No the pick, trade. The pick the has been made. It, which has been a theme this weekend. I think a lot of people with those two second-round picks, I know I did, I said, he's only making one of these picks. That's for sure. He'll go back. He'll get an extra third. They don't have a third, whatever. Uh, seems like they're finding guys they like, and they're just taking them. Well, one of the benefits of missing out on so many of the strong defensive linemen in the first round is it pushed everybody back. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were more defensive linemen taken in the first round and I think more since like eight or nine years. So there was a lot taken. Uh, you, you saw it. You saw the safeties fall. You saw the corners fall. Running backs fell. Even quarterback, really. I mean, there was the three early on, which helped push people back. So there's a lot of options for them here. I think they could here go linebacker. Here the pick comes. Oh, Isaiah, Isaiah Johnson out of uh, Houston. I, is that the pick? Yep, it looks like it. Oh, never no, mind. That was the Sharif last Sharif Miller, a defensive end from... Big weekend for the Nittany Lions. Penn State. Penn State. Wow. Wow. Okay, so this is a guy I thought would go a lot later. The Eagles had him come in for an official visit. Um, kind of a late bloomer in terms of production. But, look, we needed them to take a defensive lineman. That's what we said coming into this draft, and they get it done with Miller. Two-time third-team All-Big Ten uh, selection there, Sharif Miller. We did talk a lot about how much they needed a defensive lineman, especially in a defensive line, a historic Defensive line draft, according to Howie Roseman, Sharif Miller, the pick here at 138. And look, you can't get overly excited about a fourth round pick, but last year, a perfect example, a guy like Avante Maddox can ultimately have a really big influence on your roster. So these are still really important picks here, especially with only one more pick left to go in the draft. 888-729-9494. We'll get Elliot's thoughts on the pick in just a sec as he is. Needs to blog it out real quick. Let's go back to the phones real quick and talk to Michael in Haddon Township. Michael. James, how you doing, man? Hi, brother. How are you? I, I am good. I was going to get into not so sure, but Tommy beat me to it. How are you, Elliot? How you doing, man? How you doing? You like this pick? I don't know much about him, but I was definitely thinking defensive end. I was a little surprised that we didn't have a D-line pick. Um, not saying first. 
but maybe it's the second pick just because of the age issues and Michael Bennett's gone and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, overall, it, these picks look really solid. Well, um, what do you think about the Dillard pick to start it off? Well, I'm not saying it, it, it's a good pick. What I'm looking at is I read Elliot's article earlier in the week. and Thanks for reading, man. Oh, yeah, no, it's good stuff. But you basically it's got okay my stuff. Lotto Let's all- not get kidding. No, I'm kidding. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. <laughs> you basically got my lotto off the team at this point. And, I, I mean, I don't I don't see it. I can see him as a backup maybe to Dillard. I can see him maybe being a backup for, say, Amayo. But, I mean, what what are you seeing that basically, you know, you were pretty pretty strong there. It's yeah. Kind of like, uh, well, look, well, here, here's what thought? I would say. Here's what I'd say. So, a lot of my take on the Jordan Mylotta situation now is based off of what the perception of his was. So I think for the last year, we've all talked about Jordan Mylotta as a steal as a seventh-round pick, a guy that has an amazingly bright upside, and a guy that could be the left tackle of the future once Jason Peters retires or leaves, and that's all gone. I mean, Dillard is going to be the left tackle of this team if everything goes correctly. Lane Johnson is going to be the right tackle of this team if everything continues on the path it's on with him. So the you know it's blocked for my lot at this point. I agree with the perception. It sounds like you what you think is that if he grows and he develops into a top backup, that's a great find in the seventh round. That's what you want in the seventh round. But sure. I just think after the pick of Dillard, this idea that my lot is now going to be a star for the Eagles is gone. Or if it does happen, it's because Dillard did not pan out. Gotcha. Okay, but yeah, and he couldn't end up say a backup for both left guard and left tackle. I, so guard, guard's an interesting question. Thanks I mean, for the call, Mike. again, he's yeah. Thanks for the call and thank you for reading. Uh, look, he never played football prior to last year, so the idea that he only knows one position, he kind of doesn't know any. Yeah. So you can teach him guard. Uh, I just think his body and looking at him, he's a tackle. He's a tackle. Yeah, I think I think they want him to be a tackle, and and I think the bigger thing is that I think a lot of people got a little overexcited about what we saw from Ilada because he's picked it up so quickly, but. He's still, as Elliot just said, he is still someone who never played football in his life before last year. And we're not talking about playing in high school. We're talking about playing in the NFL. And also, like, It takes time to learn that position and to play in the NFL. Let's keep it real. What we've seen from Mylotta, we have not seen this man a play football game. in yes. almost a year. And it was a preseason game at that. Again, second and third teamers and all that type of stuff. So I do think that um, while there's a lot of potential there, it still is going to take more time to even consider reaching that potential. Let's head to Ben Salem and talk to Ray. Yo, Ray. Hey, Jimmy Seltzer. What's going on, my How man? How are you, man? Thanks for calling hey, in, Ellie Parks. What's Thank going on, man? Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks for having me. You guys are my second favorite sports talk show oh, of all man. time. I really well, appreciate you know, that. Of all time. That's a, that's, wow. Thanks, Ray. Well, you know, ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a midday man, so you know, I got. So, Ray, you're Jimmy saying Jones. that you yeah. love me, and and I, I really yeah. appreciate that, right? I do. You <laughs> do a hockey game. It's kind of <laughs> like when Jim Carrey won an Oscar or won an MTV Movie Award over himself. Yes, it's just, yeah. just I was nominated it. twice. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Now, Ray, you're way too kind. What's on your mind today, brother? I'm just going to talk about this draft. I I am. I got to be honest with you. I never even heard of this guy Dillard before this. I heard the, the press conference, and everybody I've talked to, he sold himself. He is. The fans are excited about this. I mean, the true Eagles fans that I know are all excited about him. He's, yeah, it's uh, and it's tough. Look, I, I don't think as much as we can go back and we can watch the tape or watch YouTube clips or, or read what people say about him, like whatever most people say, I think the average Eagles fan is not watching offensive line play in Washington State all the time. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. But he's uh, he's he's made a good impression upon the fans here already. So really looking forward to see what's the what the future with him. I'll tell you though, my my concern is uh, that third quarterback and uh, what how he's going to do if he's going to. Look back at North Dakota State and bring in Easton Stick. Easton Stick. Ray, great call. Easton Stick, potentially one of the great names to enter the NFL if he does get drafted and ends up being on a team. I mean, Easton Stick. It's, you know what it sounds It sounds like a, a fake quarterback from a movie. Uh, you know, like a, a Johnny Utah type name. It does. It does. Easton it's like Stick. a NBC show about Easton Stick. Yes, it's terrific. Getting through high school struggles. Very excited and, about the name. Oh, speaking of names. Miles Sanders, that's like a Hall of Fame running back. It's a name. very strong name. And then the nickname Booby, Booby Sanders. Miles, yeah, come like, on, it is great, great. And very you on give that. you give him a good number. You put him in twenty six. Lashawn McCoy's records are in trouble. A name oh, like <laughs> buddy! After you just said, you're like, what does he do? That's elite. But take it yeah. down, shady. Exactly. Eight 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 seven two nine. 94, 94. So the Eagles now, unless there are trades involved, they have one pick left to go. That's the 163rd pick in the fifth round, so we're about only 22 picks away from that, so um, not that far off. So Sharif Miller, their last pick, uh, four-year starter, or three-year starter at Penn State, was in there for four years. As I said, late bloomer. This guy has gone from one and a half sacks three years ago to seven and a half sacks last year. Tall guy, stands 6'5", long arms, so fits kind of the criteria of what they like in a defensive end. And again, like, when you're scouting a guy like Miles Sanders so much. Sometimes other people pop off the tape, but I'm not saying that's the case with Sharif Miller. But it's, it's pretty, an interesting point, though. It's pretty clear that they liked what they saw out of the Penn State program this year. Now, being from Temple, that pains me to say Tell it. me about it, man. Yeah. Come on. but Go Owls. Exactly. Temple made. But, look, Sharif Miller, again, 15 tackles for a loss, too, which is impressive. 31 and a half over the last two years. So their production is there. I frankly thought he would go a little later. I think the fact that you only have one more pick, maybe sometimes you have to reach a little bit for your mm -hmm. guys. That's a good point. But with the needed defensive end, I, I like this pick. My initial initial reaction, like the pick. All right. I like that. And look, they, they showed last year that they're willing to take a defensive lineman in the fourth round who maybe is not fully polished, still needs a little bit of work and whatnot. Josh Sweat, they did it last year. Um, interesting pick. 888-729-9494. We'll continue with your calls next. Plus, we finally have an answer. J.J. Whiteside what? We'll find out next. Eagles fans, give it to me one time. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! With the 57th pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select J.J. Orsega Whiteside, wide receiver, Stanford. To Brent Selleck for, for attempting the Eagles chant at the draft there. Maybe not the best Eagles chant, but he gave it a shot. We appreciate it. The mic was on. turn that mic on, baby. Rookie mistake. I'm That's surprised. You, You've been so good about I'm trying that. to track the draft. I'm trying to give Brent Selleck a compliment on he's heavy in the real estate game now. <laughs> but here's what I was going to say. Someone tweeted me. Real quick, let's not let that go by our Sega. Well, this is what it was okay, about. Good, okay, good, 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 good. So someone tweeted me, and I apologize. I can't find the tweet right now. Maybe my favorite nickname yet for him. Ooh. Sega. Oh, I kind of like that. It's like, good, right? It's Sega short, Genesis. Exactly. It makes yep. you think of. Ooh. Yeah, because whenever I said our Sega, thinking it might be our Sega, thank you, Brent Selleck, for letting us know it is our Sega, we assume. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I kept thinking of Sega Genesis every time. I'm like, oh, our Sega. That makes me think of Sega. So I like that. I'm in on Sega. 
short, it's sweet, it's catchy. I take it a step move. further, it's called the hedgehog. Nah, I don't like that. Eight and eight seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's keep the draft talk rolling. Head to Mount Laurel and talk to my good buddy Dennis. Man. so nice to hear you on the weekend, brother. What's going on? How you doing? So I've ta- I talk to you like every other day, or not every day, but very rarely through a microphone, Dennis. Well, I I have to call in. Well, first of all, you're a big movie buff. You ever seen Kelly's Heroes? Have I ever seen what? Kelly's Heroes. No, I have not. It is on my list. I have a very long list of movies that I have to see or have been told to see all that is on my list. Well, that's in one scene, Kelly's Dallas says to Donald Sutherland, what are you doing? He says, I'm eating some cheese, drinking some wine, catching some rays. Well, that's what I'm doing on my patio. Oh, what a beautiful thing, Dennis. It is a beautiful day out. (laughs) Enjoy it. Enough about the Eagles draft. Ray Diddy said this morning, our offensive lineman pick at number 22 was his number one offensive lineman pick in the draft. Enough said, period. Agree. Ray Diddy, and he does more research than anybody on the face of the planet. If he says it's a good pick, you know, and I know Hammer loves it. I don't need pick. to hear anything else. Exactly. I, I'd say I'm with you. Well, well, there's a difference. I, Hammer loves it because he wanted an offensive lineman. Ray loves yeah. it because he's watched the guy. So play. I, got, I got a good yeah. Ray Diddy story for you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ray, Ray put some thought into it. Hammer just loved it because he saw it in his bathtub. That's all. That's exactly right. So, two, hey, I, I, two, I hold on, really? So, sorry, I go ahead, Dennis. I love receiver pick, too, with that JJ guy. Yeah, what do you think of him? Have you watched uh, a little bit of Stanford football, Dennis? Very little. All I did was watch some highlights, but he's a pretty big guy. Looks like he has good hands, and it looks like in a year or two he's going to fit right into the program. Yeah, so, you're, so you sound pretty happy with what they've done, Dennis. And the running back. I mean, you know, that's a quality pick. What is he, six foot, about 220? Uh, a little smaller than that, I think. I, I think he's like, what, like 5'10", five, 5'11", five, I believe, but I think he is in that 220 range. But here's, here's something that Ray Diddy said. He's not beat up. For all those years in college. And, and Dennis, I think that is a big thing. We talk so much about how he not wanting to, you know, expend high-end resources on a running back. I think the fact that this kid doesn't have the tread on the tires that a three-year starter or something like that does, I think does matter to the Eagles. One question, who's odd man out of running back now? It's a good question, Den. Thank you for the call, brother. We'll get to that here. Uh, look, I think when you look at the running back room, as it were, there are only mm-hmm. two guys you know for a fact will be here, Howard and him. Right, Howard and Sanders will be here. Yeah, I would say Corey Clement. Well, we don't know health wise if he's uh, if he comes back, he's not ready to go. I mean, I know he's disputing he tore his ACL. They said he tore his ACL. He had a major knee injury late in the season. Good. No, I agree. Look, I just think if he is about as close to a lock to make this team as I mean, he was really good two years ago. Last year, he was okay when he was out there. Obviously, had some injury problems. But I would say yes, you're right. Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Corey Clement. Are Clement, the top for three. what it's worth, Clement would be my net. If I were projecting, let's say they keep four, Clement would be my third choice. I'm just saying I need to see him healthy first. A hundred percent agreed. I think outside of the top two, the other spots are open. There's a pecking order, but I think they're open. To me, the Miles Sanders pick more says Darren Sproles probably not coming back. Yeah, and look, I think if Sproles wants to come back, it seems like the Eagles will just open their arms and take him back. But I, I get the feeling that Sproles is probably done as well. Obviously, Wendell Smallwood, Josh Adams, really the two other names in there. I think for me, Smallwood over Adams. They love Smallwood. I, I, and, I and they people, should. To when, be honest, when they made that pick last night, people were like, "Oh, this means Wendell's gone." I'm like, "Does it? No, does I, it? I don't think it does." I mean, look, Wendell Smallwood is better than he's given credit for. Yeah, and he does a lot of different things for you. And and as a backup who knows the system, knows what you want, like it, you could do worse. Let me ask you this. So, and I thought last year his best year is an equal. Too. Agreed. And I think he improved. Um, so I did an article recently on W94WP.com ranking all of Howie's picks as either hit or a miss. I had Smallwood in the fifth round as a hit. Do you agree? 
Yeah. I mean, not a high-end hit, but I think that... Hit for the fifth round. A fifth rounder who's still on your roster and, and contributes in any way, shape, or form is, is a hit, I think. So I have a Sharif Miller take now that I've Ooh. started to learn a little bit more about it. All right, hold on. We're going to get your Sharif Miller take in just a second. You can read all of Elliot's work, 94wip.com slash gobirds. All right, Sharif Miller take. I feel like this was a reach. Ooh, he's so, coming out strong. By the way, we did not remiss to mention Sharif Miller, a local kid from Philadelphia, PA. So that's well. Now I feel bad. Heartwarming type yeah. of thing. Now, now rip him. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> he could end up being a very good player. Again, I think the two things we talk about with the draft this week are fit and value. I think fit. This makes some sense. They needed defensive line uh, help to develop. They needed a defensive end, especially with Michael Bennett gone. Chris Long, we can talk about that more if you want. Ooh, we will get into that. Yeah, Chris Long, status up in the air. So the fifth there. <laughs> Very up in yeah, the air, like, let's say. Not really in the air at all. Yeah, but like unlikely. Whatever. By the moon. Yeah, yeah we'll we can, get into it. Yeah. We can stop with the analogies with yeah. the air. Yeah. Point is, I don't know if he's coming back. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> value. A lot of mock drafts I'm seeing, and these are just mock drafts, but a lot of like draft experts I respect, like Bob McGinn, guys have been doing this for 30 years, had him as like the 15th or 16th bet best defensive end in this draft. A lot of them didn't have him going this early on. I'm wondering if so the So how many of, of the picks, guys in between there are, are still on the board? Like, how many? What? I'd have to look that up, but I think at least three or four. Okay. I just, this just feel, this pick feels like a uh, a reach to me. I, I don't think he was, I mean, last pick of the fourth round, again, is not very It's hard high. to get too upset about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially when, like you said, I think I think the best thing you said to kind of explain it is they only have one more pick. Which is crazy. Yeah. As much as how he pretends to value, unbelievable is what it is. Yeah, so I, I I like the I like the going for a defensive end. I like addressing that need. I like getting another young defensive end in here. I think it's a bit of a reach. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Strawberry Mansion and talk to Hassan. What up, Hassan? How you been, brother? I'm been good. How you doing? Good, man. I'm good. What's on your mind today? I wanted to get a chance to read your read your article, but I, I just heard the guy bring it up. That's what prompted my call. Mm -hmm. I've been hearing a lot of people like you know writing my a lot of off. I just was thinking with his speed and size, it, it, he wouldn't be a good fit at the guard position. So it's an interesting question. I look, I, a lot of people feel that if you can play tackle in elite level, you can slide in and play guard. I think tackles the harder position to play. The guard, you have a little more help on both sides. Um, you're not on an island as much. I just think when, when I look at Jordan Mylotta and his body, he is tall, he's long, he's super athletic. Like, could he could he play guard? Maybe. But I just think he's better suited as a tackle. He's built for that. He spent a year okay. learning it. And let's be honest, tackle is a far more valuable position. Um, again, with Dillard here, he's not going to be getting on the field to tackle. So if you want to get Mylotta in there, it's going to have to be a guard. But I would not feel as optimistic about my lot at guard as I as I do at tackle still. All right, I understand. It's more of a size issue with him. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. I, I mean, mean six seven, right? Six seven, I really mean, like, long arms. Think about that, Hassan. I mean, when you're talking about a quarterback in the pocket, a lot of times throwing from the pocket, it's really rare that you see yeah, guards who are that tall. Guy. He yeah. also has a very different body type than guys like Brandon Brooks, Sayamalu, Warmack, Kelsey, like to play on this side, you have to be a little heavier. Yeah, like, you need more that lean girth. and muscle. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, before I get, before you guys get rid of me, I wouldn't mind picking up that Easter stick. I, I don't think they're you, drafting. I, I don't know if they are either. But uh, what do you like about Easton Stick? I mean, he, he carried the, He carried it on. That's right. He won some titles. Hey, Hassan, thanks for calling, brother.
Uh, yeah, he won some titles. He wins titles, man. That's what Easton Stick does. You know, I was He's a title winner. I was talking to a scout, and they actually said, if you look, he won a lot of those games at North Dakota State. That Car like Carson was injured at North Dakota State. Uh -huh. Like that one year, Carson got hurt. Stick came in. So you're saying if they took them to the championship, Stick, it should be a controversy. Not a controversy, but it's like <laughs> Nick Foles light coming in here. Oh man, Nick Foles light. Yeah, one of the guys won the Super Bowl, so a little different. Yeah, a little different. But uh, look, I think they really like Nate Sudfeld. I think they should. I think Nate Sudfeld's a better quarterback than any quarterback in this draft. I love that take. That is such a fire take. <laughs> so I think they're perfectly fine with Nate. Yeah. 888-729-9494. The real question is, is, is Easton Stick as well equipped as Nick Foles? To succeed, if well, you know. Well, no one's as well. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Chestnut Hill and talk to JB. What up, JB? Yeah, what's up, buddy? Great show, guys. Thanks, man. How you been? Good. I'm, I'm average. I can't complain. I like that. I average think, uh, is a great answer. Think, what's on your mind today? I, I think the idea of picking up Sharif Miller is probably a nod at Chris Long. Like they're kind of the same body type. Sharif Miller played like the poor man's version of Charles Haley. Like, he's a big, long guy. He doesn't mind squeezing between, like, the weak side tackle because he's quick, but he's not incredibly strong. He's not, like, below somebody off the edge. It's kind of like Chris Long. Like, Chris Long has always had to use moves and technique to get inside and get around on the edge. Um, you were talking about guys that might have been picked ahead of him. There was a kid that, from Miami. I think his name was Jackson. And then the kid from Oregon, they were both probably ranked ahead. Mm-hmm. Of him, um, I, I mean, honestly, can I ask you this, yeah, JB? Do you yeah. think this was a reach? I think it's a. I think it's an indication that they're moving on from Chris Long, so that makes it not a reach if it's a fit. You know what I mean? Like, if there was, was he the best player Long, on the board? Do you, in your opinion, do you think he was the best player on the board? Not the best player on the board. The best player on the board is probably is probably Darren Sproles' replacement and Trevion Williams from Texas A and M. That I like him a lot. Play. I really but, like him. So, so I'm surprised they haven't did like that last pick. Maybe a throwaway if he's there. I'm surprised they didn't go grab Chris Boyd from Texas. The kid from Penn State, I think, is probably already gone because I'm in the car. I can't really tell. The other corner, Anuwali. Yeah, um, he actually just got drafted. Okay, so he's another guy who they could have went physical, really top end speed, can jump out of the gym. Um, so I, my gut says that maybe. Howie's making another backdoor deal right now to go to Denver or Arizona or Minnesota and grab one of the corners that are unhappy. Patrick Ooh, Peterson. Peterson. Peterson's unhappy. Chris, Chris Harris, Harris unhappy. sure. And, and what's his name from uh, Minnesota's unhappy? The kid who was drafted. Trey Wayans. Yeah, Trey Wayans. So yeah. First round pick, I think. Right, first round pick, actually. Yeah, you're right. So if they're staying this far away from corner and safety, like Thompson was available. They didn't Tom take, yeah, Thompson went know. the pick after Sharif Miller. Right, so he was there, obviously. So they're saying that it's not an immediate need, which kind of tells you, look, we're making a deal for a corner. We're moving on from Chris Long because we're going to put this kid. And everybody, you got to remember, our defensive line is pretty solid. Like, yeah. you, know, you got the two best defensive tackles in football now playing together. You got Barnett coming back healthy. He'll be on the end, and he'll just be probably the pro side, meaning like he'll always take the tight end side. And then they could throw this kid on the weak side and just let him technique himself into the game. JB, outstanding phone call. Outstanding phone call. Fire takes. Uh, Malik Jackson, Malik one of the top Jackson, two DTs yeah. in football. I think he, yeah. he, he forgot about Aaron Donald, but a fire phone call and nonetheless. Six to seven uh, other players. There, yes. yes. I, I'll say this. It's Malik, a really good phone call. Malik Jackson, one of the best pass rushing defense yes. tackles. And, and maybe that's what he meant, because if in that case, like, you know, they're up there. Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson, probably two of the top 
five or six pass rushing defensive tackles. Yeah, and Fletcher Cox is him or Aaron Donald. So. Yeah, exactly. So, but I do, you know, average look, day for him. Fire take. Fire take. A great, great call. Yeah. Really, JB knew his stuff. That was fun. Um, I, I do think, look, let's get to it because we kind of mentioned a little bit, but the Chris Long of it all is kind of hovering over yeah. this pick, hovering over the draft, hovering over kind of the situation right now. Um, Long tweeting out earlier today, essentially, I won't, I won't read the whole tweet, but essentially talking about um, what he's kind of been alluding to on Twitter for a few days now that he doesn't want to come back here to be a part-time player. He wants to come back here and have a not just a bigger role than he had last season, but it does appear that the Eagles, according to his tweet, he said the Eagles have told him that he's not only going to not have the role he had last year, which is already a part-time role, but a smaller role than that. I can understand where he's coming from. What's your take on this whole Chris Long situation, Elliot? What are the Eagles doing? Why? I don't get it. I don't understand what they're doing. So let's talk about this from two, two levels. First, I want to say off the field, like not always do you make the decisions because off the field, but the dude was the Walter Payton man of the year. Dude, he last is like year. the best guy in this He's city. Universally loved in the locker Played room. Played football for free a couple years ago to just to, to donate to charity. And I you're, mean, you're not willing to give him eight extra snaps a game. <laughs> it's like, what are we like, doing? You can't here? take him from 15 to 22. And like, I'm still a really good football player last year. I would argue their most consistent defensive end since he's gotten here. Not their best, but their most consistent. Sure. Every week, you know what you're getting from him. He says it's not a money thing. Like, where are the it's snaps? It's clearly not a money thing. Again, he played for free. Where are the snaps going that they're not giving to him? Like, I don't get it. Josh Sweat? Is this like, oh, we got to get Josh Sweat involved? And this is one of the issues that I do have with Doug, and maybe it's more front office driven. They preach competition, but they do not allow competition to dictate playing. Time. It's a really. Good point, Elliot. And I and I and I even outside of the quarterback. Thing. I I think that's more of a front office thing than a Doug thing. I would guess, but it could be either. Look at the defense. They're basically telling Chris we're not playing the best player. Yeah, they're telling him flat out because look, maybe Josh Sweat comes in and wins snaps. The or the only caveat is that how he has some like Devian Clowney trade coming, or which I don't think is happening. But like there or that he is trading for right. someone that we still don't know about, which is with how he always possible, but with unlikely, and if that's not the case, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Bold move, though, to tell Chris Long we're not going to be playing you as much because you you might have a, a like a trip a trick out coming out of your sleeve, right? Right, of course. That's what I mean. And and it's it's uh, and look, you said this before when we we were talking about before the show. Respect to the team for being honest with him. I, yeah, I do appreciate that, but I just don't see the logic in it at all. Yeah, I mean, respect for being honest, but not respect for the terrible, for the terrible take. decision yeah. you're making. I mean, let, let's look at the defensive ends one, one by one really quick. Brandon Graham, going to start, going to play at a high level. Good to go. We can lock that down. I actually think he's going to have a bounce back here. After that, like, what is there? It's Barnett, Vinny Curry, and Josh Sweat. And you, Who knows? And you look at them really quickly. Barnett, huge question mark. Vinny Curry, down season in Tampa, coming back. Josh Sweat and also barely someone who, who, you know, yes, his last year was better against the run, but not someone who is, is a someone you can feel great against the run with. You know, he's a pass rusher type of guy. Chris Long has made big plays for this team. He's, in my opinion, strong against the run. He's a very good pass rusher. It just, it honestly, it boggles the mind that they are, this is about a role. Like, normally it's about he wants more, uh, you know, he wants more money. Sure. Or, right? Like, yes, they're good on all that. The Eagles have the money. He's happy with his money. He's probably going to give it away to a charity anyway. Like, get this guy back in here. If you're Howie, like, give him the role that he wants because you don't have players on the team right now that can fill the role that you think they're going to be able to. And again, for a team that we saw in 2017 
a large reason why they won the Super Bowl was because they had this awesome culture, this awesome locker room where everyone loved each other and all this type of stuff. And that genuinely mattered for this football team. You're talking about maybe the best dude in that locker room, certainly a big part of that locker room at the least. Yeah. A, a, a vocal leader in the locker room, someone who talks, you know, is, is out there, you know, faces the media, all that stuff. It would be a huge loss on the field and off the field. And we're talking about it because of something that snaps. seems so avoidable. Something where it's like, of course, of course we want you to take more snaps. Come on back, Chris. Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. And I'm I really, I'm really confused by it. I do respect Chris Long for saying, like, I'm better than what the role you're giving. Of course. You can't, yeah. His points are, I'm 34 years old. So I can continue to do this or I can spend time with my family. And, and look, these, it's not him saying, I'm, I'm going to go to another team. I'm going to do this. Right. He's saying, like, I'm retiring or I'm coming back to play for the Eagles. And it's all on the Eagles. I mean, come on. Can I drop a uh, Sharif Miller stat on you really yeah, quick? Yeah, please. Well, of, there's nothing I love more than Sharif Miller. Yeah, and they better be good because he might be replacing Chris Long. <laughs> <laughs> 47 quarterback pressures last year. <laughs> Pretty good that's, in 13 that's games. That's actually very good. That's like almost four a game. 47 quarterback pressures. And what did you say? 15 tackles for loss? I mean, that's, 15 tackles that's pretty impressive loss. too. 16 quarterback hits. So the dude did have production. And again, like I said, started out slow, has really improved. But 47 quarterback pressures is very, especially, you know, again, hate to compliment Penn State. <laughs> Playing for a good program like that against pretty solid competition. You know, they always lose to Ohio State. But play, playing against good competition I think is impressive. And again, a local kid. That's all that matters, Elliot. Here we go. <laughs> Sharif Miller is the first Philly native the Eagles have drafted since another George Washington graduate, Graduate actually, running back Bruce Perry out of Maryland in 2004. That's wow. That is Ruben actually Frank. shocking. Ruben's great years. with those type of nuggets. Yeah, 14 years since they've taken someone out of Philly. Wow. 888-729-9494. We'll continue with your phone calls. If you want to weigh in on this Chris Long situation, both Elliot and I really perplexed is I think is a good word by what the Eagles are doing here. Maybe you see it differently. 888-729-9494. We'll continue to take your calls. It's Elliot Joe Parks. It's James Seltzer. It's Go Birds Radio. We'll be right back. If it wasn't for Southwest Philly, we'd be talking to ourselves. <laughs> Sports Radio 94 WIP. So the Eagles' last pick of the day is 10 picks away. So maybe it happens during our show, maybe during Rob Cherry and Hollis Thomas coming up next from the ballpark. I'm feeling a trade back. It would make sense. The collect, I mean, just collect two extra just picks or something. The idea that the fifth round will be going on and Howie is just done, it doesn't feel right. You think part of Howie's like, you know, it's super nice outside. <laughs> I already got the Penn State guys I wanted. Let's just get this get this over with. <laughs> One more Penn State guy, we'll call it a day. Exactly. They'll just go on his board, say, who's from Penn State? All right, Trace McSorley it is. <laughs> Let's go enjoy this, son. Well, that's a perfect lead-in, 888-729-9494. I have someone who actually wants to talk about Trace McSorley. Let's go to Pat Bluebell. Yo, Pat. Hey, how you doing? Good, brother. What's on your mind today? Hey, so with, with Trace, do you guys think if we if – we do get Trace, whether we pick him up or pick him as a free agent. Do you think we can use him as, like, a Tyson Hill? That's an interesting idea, actually. You know, I mean, I have he's, to, a, he's pretty athletic. That's a really interesting idea. I have to be honest. When I saw Trace McSorley, I never thought it would be a point that I would agree with. Yeah, but right, it's a good that, point. It's actually a fairly good point. I mean, the Eagles found out firsthand what that could happen with last year against the Saints. So, 
look, Doug's extremely creative. FIP is one of the best special team coaches in the league. As a as a priority undrafted free agent, I don't actually hate that idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I just figured, and I know there was some talks about like teams looking at him at safety, um, and then, like and like you said, like special teams, and even use him as a distraction. Um, I, I think that would be a great idea. I think it's a fascinating idea. He's got got chemistry with Miles Sanders, so true. Yeah, you got that too. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not. Being, I mean, I might be a little biased. I'm a huge Penn State fan, but. Um, I, I like I said, I think it'd be a great idea. Well, you're a big Penn State fan. Let me ask you, what do you think of the Sharif Miller pick? Oh, I love it. Okay, what I, do you like? Funny, about I, so, and I was talking to my brother, um, and I texted him yesterday, and I said, "Hey, I think we're going to get Sharif Miller." Um, Ooh, called that. I called it. <laughs> I so, and I said to my brother, um, he didn't really. He was low key the first couple years, but last year he just not. That he made like the biggest plays, but he was always there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I like guys that are always know, there, always around the ball, always making plays. Yeah, other like than that. the guys that yeah. aren't there, it's a really yeah, good I point. Mean, he, quality Elliot, yeah. That might be your best point of the day. So, <laughs> and he's and he was a distract, kind of a distraction too. I mean, you'd have linemen double team on him, and you have somebody else, you know, go for a sack or make disruption in the backfield. Pat, great call. Anyone ever tell you, you sound a little bit like Derek Bodner? You hear that? Oh, wow, he does. Right? I can totally hear that. Pat, have a great day, man. Could you hear that? A little bit? A little bit? Little Derek bit. Bodner there? Can you imagine? Bodner, a... Bodner's burner phone account there to call in his Pat and Bluebell? Can you imagine a scouting report? Like, negative. Never around the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even find him on the field. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a negative, I so think. So it's good Sharif is around the ball. 888-729-9494. Let's talk to Manny. Manny, you're on WIP. How you doing, guys? Good. What's going on, Manny? What's on your mind today, good. man? Hey, you know what? I, so far, I'm just not impressed with this draft so far. Oh, no. Tell um, us why, Manny. You know what? Uh, just like it, like, I mean, everything is just like you look at the receiver. Uh, and you say he goes after 50-50 balls really well and everything like that. When is 50-50 good in the NFL? I need receivers to get open. I would say 50% of the time. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I No, I agree, Manny. The fact he doesn't create separation is concerning. It's a, it's boring. Right. So, so, so why, I mean, so he's like... Uh, awesome, but because he can't get open, the quarterback doesn't throw to him anyway because he doesn't look like he's Well, open. you throw him open. That's the idea. That's well, what they do with Alshon Jeffrey. It's not Carson Wentz's strong suit not so far. something Carson Wentz right. does, which is exactly why him and Alshon have not had great chemistry together. Exactly. And I think so it's ex- concerning. Well, they had good chemistry in 2017. They just didn't last year. They, they did not have great chemistry in they, 2017. Not at first when he first got here, but there was a stretch of, what, four or five games in there before Wentz got hurt where Alshon... Was the best where they it was working well. I think you're wrong about that. Look it up. I'm I'm looking it up right now. I mean, he never obviously t- not I fast do, enough. I agree with you, uh, Elliot. Thank you. I mean, wow, look man. how much better shots he, fired. Look man. how much better Alshon was with Nick Foles in there. Well, obviously, I'm not I'm not comparing. I know he was better with Foles. Foles obviously was better with Alshon. I'm not arguing that. Oh man, man, you see what I'm dealing with here. What else you got, man? Yeah, I just don't need a guy to go out to 50, 50 balls. I don't need guys that almost get there. You know. I don't. I don't need guys that are good at uh, good at everything and not great. You, you know, and that's what we got. It just. It seems like just. It, it, it's mediocre. Wow. Thanks you for know? the call, Manny. Hell of a bummer for today. It's great. <laughs> it's a, no, but like, I get what he's saying. But I look. I I think to just say that that to diminish the fact that the guy beats other people in 50-50 balls is not fair. Like, sure, he's not someone who, like his game is not separation. But we've seen receivers be able to have success like that. Des Bryant. 
Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Plaxico Burris. Like, we've seen many receivers like this in the NFL whose game is not running away from people. It's going up and getting the football. And I think that's okay, especially for a guy who played basketball. Antonio Gates, I know a tight end, but that was his whole game. Tony Gonzalez, whole game. That's what those guys did. There is a place for that in the NFL, especially because he's big and strong. Alshon Jeffrey, lowest catch percentage of his career in 2017 with Carson. Only topped 70 He had a yards. few games in there that was oh, really good, right? Only He had... The highest he ever had was 84 yards in that blowout against Denver. Outside he had a few of that, touchdowns with him and stuff. What do you have? All right, you're right, James. That's what you want to hear. I do. Okay, there you go. You're right. I knew it. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. That's all you wanted to hear. I mean, you're wrong, but you're but you're right. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. He, he just he, <laughs> he was not very good in 2017. He wasn't. You're, this is just your Alshon hate coming back. Let's go to a call here. Well, I'm, I got to pull it up. Now, you got, you're supposed to fill. I fill while you pull it up. Then you're supposed to fill for me. Let's talk to Brad in the main line. Brad, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Love your show. You guys do a terrific job. Um, Thanks so much, Brad. Uh, with all due respect to the last caller, I, I can tell you this. Uh, both my parents went to Stanford. I'm a huge Stanford fan. Watch every game oh, nice. year after year. And I'm telling you, this J.J. kid is the right pick. Yes. A, what do you like about him? He's a jump ball monster. He's extremely physical. He comes from a great background. Both his parents are, you know, former pro hoops players. Mm -hmm. JJ was actually a track stud himself in high school. And when this kid catches the ball, he's got good yards after catch speed. He gets away from people. So uh, let me I'm ask you this, because you're obviously an Eagles fan as well. Uh, the comparison between him and Alshon, do you think that's fair? Do you, do you see that or not really? I think it's a, a, a fair comparison. They're, they're similar, but, you know, I would even throw him in there in the red zone. Let Deshaun get mm -hmm. us there, and he'll be another threat in the red zone. This kid can go get the ball, and, and he's not afraid of anything. I mean, the, the quarterback play in Stanford the last couple of years has not been great. It's a good point, he's too. Been, he's been their go-to receiver for the last couple of years, and I'm telling you, this kid, the, the fans are going to like this kid a lot. Brad, I, I love it. Thank you for the call. And, and I do, for what it's worth, on a general level, I like the kids of former athletes. I do think that matters a little bit. I know we've seen a lot in the NBA with the Seth Curry's of the world and right. uh, Clay Thompson. I think there's something about growing up around the game, grow, and obviously you have the genetics, which help. But I think there is something B extra. Big, big the, the most important help. But it's important say, to grow up with someone that knows how to do it. Knows how to do it, knows how to be a professional athlete, and also to be around professional athletes, to be around locker rooms, to be around the game and all that. I do think there is, it, if it's not a huge extra advantage, but I do think it's something that does matter. Are you concerned at all that Howie used two of his second-round picks on a running back and a wide receiver, two positions he's traditionally not drafted well? It's a really interesting point. Um, I, I would be more concerned if Joe Douglas weren't here, and not that Joe, they've done a great job, you know, right, Matt I mean, Collins, Sheldon Gibson, Don Al Pumphrey. They've not done a good job with it, but I, Joe Douglas did do a good job with that in Chicago. I mean, Jordan Howard was a fifth-round pick. That's a really nice pick. Um, I'm willing to give them more of a chance. I think it's a worry, though. I think it's worth bringing up, but I'm willing to give more of a chance. By the way, I was definitely right. So after the, the first few game struggles, he had 62 and a touchdown against the Niners, 84 and two touchdowns against Denver, 67 and a touchdown against Dallas, 52 and a touchdown. He had uh, five touchdowns in four games there with Carson Wentz. Okay. The Niners were trash. The Broncos were trash. <laughs> the Bears were trash. And these That's all came fine, in blowouts. But the point was, he, he, he and Carson Wentz did have a little bit of rapport there at time where it worked okay, for a I bit did, before he I got I did hurt. forget about the touchdown streak. You're right. He did come on a little bit. But overall, he has not shown he great chemistry much, with Carson. He's been better with Fultz. There's no question about and it. And has not been good with Carson. 
Well, maybe not good, but he's not been a number one elite type I receiver. I mean, look, there were a couple games last year where he was good with Carson, too, before Foles came His back. His first game, and then he yeah. fell off considerably. 888-729-9494. Let's head to Wilmington and talk to Josh. Yo, Josh. Yo, Jimmy, what's up, dude? How you doing, brother? What's on your mind today? Oh, uh, man, I'm hanging in. Elliot, good to talk to you, too. So, what up, real Josh? quick, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, just, I'm going to quick recap. I love the fact that with the first pick, we addressed the replacement for Jason Peters. Like, mm-hmm. uh, leading up, you hear defensive line, and, and, you know, over the past couple seasons, we've been all about the D-line. And speaking of D-line, why aren't we bringing Chris Long back? I agree with you both. Like, he had a good season last year. He had a good past two seasons. You don't tell him that he's going to play a diminished role. You just bring him back, and you put him in there, and you put him in position to succeed. Um, and and not to mention the fact that, you know, if we if our culture has been created, it's been created for because of guys like Chris Long that we brought in, um, one, to win Super Bowls, and two, just to, to, to help the locker room. I mean, you see him on the sideline going to guys that have made bad plays on the offensive side of the ball and picking them up. That's, that's the kind of thing that, that I appreciate, um, especially this day and age in the NFL. I now, 100% <clears throat> agree. And really quick, one thing you'll hear this weekend when they talk about <clears throat> players they draft is they're an eagle. They're an eagle. They're an eagle-type yeah. person. Like, who's more of an eagle-type person, or would you, you would want to be more of an eagle-type person than Chris Long? Correct. I mean, he's done nothing but come in here and fit the mold. And there are a lot of people, I mean, fans that, that are kind of all scratching their head and listening to you guys. Now, I got to throw something out there because it was a take that you guys made, and I, was, I just tuned in. But nobody in this draft at, at the quarterback position is better than Nate Sudfeld. That's exactly correct. Not not even close. I wow. Mean, look, look at, so you're look, you're agree. I thought you were repeating his take. That you're this is you agree with Elliot here, Josh. What's well, the correct take? Agree. Yeah. So I, look, agree. I love it as a take, and I I take Kyler Murray over Nate Sutton. I, I would just not. Would, his ceiling no, is so I much higher. I wouldn't. I, I no. understand the take. I don't, and I don't think it's a bad take. I think he's better than the rest. I hate Daniel Jones. I hate Dwayne Haskins. I don't think those guys well, are good, but. Let's look. Let's look real quick. I'm gonna. I want to touch on. So Miles Sanders, right? I was big on him coming into Penn State out of Western PA. He was yep. a five star. He was a. He's a. He was a blue chipper, and he comes in, and I'm like, man, they just filled Saquon's shoes, and without the tread on the tires, in the Big Ten of all conferences, those running backs get their asses kicked, and with that being said, he's done nothing but just kind of wait. And and I'm telling you, the with a little bit of work on the pass protection side, he's going to be really good. And then this white side, Ortega white side, I'm the guy that sits up on the late night and watches those those West. Hey, we can tell, Josh, you got knowledge. I need it quick. Dude, no, we're up for a break. Give it to me quick. Yep, yep. He he is totally a. I'm a fan because one. He's physical. He goes up at the apex of the ball and brings it down. And regardless of whether or not he's a track star, the guy makes people miss. And in the open field, he's going to make things happen. Love it, Josh. Josh, I got. I said quick. That was pretty quick. I gave yeah, him a chance. I, a great call. Keep with these informed, intelligent you calls. Know what? I, I love it, Josh. And I mean this in all sincerity. It's been awesome to have the the callers know so much about these prospects. I really feel like I'm I'm learning a lot. From it's been great. I mean, yeah. we got people staying up to watch Stanford games late at night. All that type of stuff. It's very. Uh, it is awesome. 888-729-9494. One more segment to go for us. The Eagles on the clock in five picks, so it'll either happen during the end of our show or more likely Hollis, Thomas, and Rob Cherry coming up next from the ballpark. Until then, it's us for one more segment. It's Go Birds Radio. We'll be right back. Now playing. Listen to Sports Radio 94 WIP on Amazon Alexa.
One more segment to go. Hollis Thomas, Rob Terry coming up from Citizens Bank Park leading you up to Philly's Marlins at 6.05. Tonight, let's head right back out to the phones. Let's head to uh, Los Angeles and talk to our good buddy Johnny. Yo, Johnny. Seltzer, what's shaking, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, man. What's on your mind today? First, I got to say that that guy Manny sounded just like Gabe Kapler was kind of a trick. That is, he did kind of sound. That's a good call, actually. I didn't notice right. in the moment, but he definitely did. I think so we've had Gabe a Gabe Kapler. We've had a Gabe <laughs> Kapler impersonator and a Derek Bodner impersonator. Or Absolutely. <laughs> so hey, check it out. I, I'm who doesn't know football like you guys know football. I, I James just, doesn't know, you know football. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <Okay. laughs> but Chris Long from the eye test, every time he's on the field is just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, and he's always making plays. So just to read the stuff that he's going away really bums me out because I feel like we're losing such a special piece, especially after Bennett's gone. You know, it kind of bums me out. Yeah, and also losing, like, a great dude who we love having on our team, too, you know, from another perspective, that locker room guy, all that stuff. He gave up his whole salary for a whole year. Like, that's ridiculous. It, like, what guys do that? Nobody. You know I mean? Johnny, yeah. nobody does that. That's why he's such yeah. a special dude. That's why he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year, stuff like that. That's mm -hmm. not, like, the Walter Payton Man of the Year is a, a very prestigious award to NFL players. It is basically saying... This is the best guy in the NFL in terms of charity, in terms of doing stuff for others, all that stuff. It's a very prestigious award. Also, did you know, and I might just be late on this, they get to wear the Walter Payton logo on their jersey all year. Mm -hmm. You're the Eagles. You don't want Chris Long wearing that jersey point. all point. year. Yeah, it's a great point. Not going to be on the Eagles jersey, that's uh, yeah. Johnny. Hey, thanks for calling in, brother. We appreciate it. Have a great yeah, weekend, my friend. Especially when Nate Sudfeld carries him to the Super Bowl. You don't want that. Jersey patch out in the Super Bowl. Four. Yeah, let's rein it in here a little bit. All right, let's rein it in. Let's get a whole fucking and talk to my good buddy, Chuck. What up, Chucky? <laughs> Mr. Seltzer, happy Saturday. How are you doing? I am doing better now that I'm talking to you, Chuck. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, so, first of all, business idea. Uh, Elliot, you were talking about your last name, the uh -huh. hyphen. I think if you guys open up Shore Park Seltzer, Okay. You guys could sell like the hard seltzers that people like now. Oh, I like pretty, that. It's a good point. That's a pretty cool name, right? <laughs> <laughs> right so, SPS. A couple points. Ooh, I like I that. I think Allie is kind of playing chess this year while the rest of the league is playing checkers. Everybody said it was going to be a defense heavy draft, and he just keeps getting value for it. He was getting value picks on offense where he was taking people projected to go. What, eight slots ahead of where they went? And he's getting them where he's getting them. So I love what he's Zigging doing. Zigging when others are zagging, Chuck. I'm he's a big right, fan of that. He's turning left and he turns right. And, and, yeah, we'll see how it works out. And, obviously, we have holes on defense. But I love what he's doing. Now, one last point, the Chris Long thing. I'm kind of upset on both sides. I love the guy. He's amazing. But he's kind of hemmed and hauled long enough where maybe the team had it right to kind of just think he wasn't coming back. Well, I'm that. not sure he's hemmed Chuck, and hot. I, call, think, I think he said, this is the role I want. They said, you're not going to have that role. And that that's that. Like, I don't I don't think he's really hemming and hawing. I think he's saying, I'm not coming back without a larger role. And he seems content with that, which is almost kind of scary for the Eagles. Let's go to Allentown and talk to Max. Yo, Max. Hey, guys. Hey, with all due respect, you know, I love sports talk radio. I, I just have to call a spade a spade here. It's not really a criticism. It's more like a narrative. And, and, and it's not your fault. But it seems like in the media today, it's, everyone's afraid to criticize. Everybody's got to jump on the bandwagon. And let me just ask you this question straight up, okay? Who's the better player, Dillard or Montez Sweat? 
or um, Whiteside or Paris Campbell. Okay, well, let me say two things first. Yeah, he wanted sure. Montez okay. Sweat at the so pick. So I did want Montez Sweat, but here's something we have to consider. Information that well, both you... Hold on, hold on, Max, 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 Max. The fact that he has a heart issue is, is something that has to be taken into consideration as well. They have information about Sweat that we don't have about his... Medical his information. Medical. He went three spots or two spots after us. So to the a other team, team that, that is the worst-run franchise in the sport. I mean, I, Washington taking him doesn't make it that much better for me. They traded up for him. Okay. Yes, they so are the, the worst franchise in the sport. The Eagles, okay, so think the, Dill, the Eagles think Dillard is the better player. Yes, and to be honest, I, thought, I think Dillard's a better player. Yeah, the Eagles do. Okay, so you, you don't. do too. So Are Paris you, Campbell or, or uh, Whiteside? Clearly, Paris player. Campbell was on the board. The Eagles think J.J.'s the better player. I mean, very clearly. But, but what about us? What about the fans? What about the media? Who do we think are the better player? Because it seems to me the narrative with the, with the Eagles is every year they draft for need and they do not draft the best player available. And if Max, you look they at took the an court, offensive tackle with their first pick. Are you out of your mind, man? I see that. And Max, they I'm sorry, man. Horrendous call. I very rarely will say that. That was just a bad call. He came, he came in upset. I'll say that. We're not ending on Max. Let's go to Joe in Northern Liberties. What up, Joe? Yo, what's up, kid? How you doing, brother? Save us. uh, Save us. I like this energy a lot better. I wanna I wanna bring it in here. I want some uh some compromise between you guys. Elliot, you're saying that you were not happy with Wentz throwing to Alshon. There was a problem. Right. I think here's the thing where we can reel it in. Wentz's first year, he had no confidence that a guy could pull a 50-50 ball down. They weren't catching regular balls, let alone 50-50s. Mm-hmm. It took a little a while, point, then he went out. Right, so I think I think this kid, Whiteside, man, he is going to be, I think he's kind of similar to like a Mike Evans. Has a little bit more speed, a little bit more talent than Jeffrey, but he also has the hands and the big body that's going to be able to get those 50-50 balls. I think it'll instill confidence into Wentz, into throwing those, uh, throwing those open balls. Yeah, the only thing I'll say is Wentz and Alshon weren't on really the same page in 2018 either. I think your point is fair. And again, Carson's even last year only a third-year quarterback. Alshon, he's only played, what do you guys think, 20 games with them maybe? Not even. Right, because he's been hurt He wasn't here years. the first year. I mean, I, they probably played like what, like 12 to 14 right. games together, somewhere in that range? Yeah, and then Carson tore his ACL and not then he Not a broke full season together. <laughs> yeah, he can't help himself. I guess it's more like 16 games, something in that range, but... Yeah, I, I, look. So, no, it's a good point, though. You're I think right. It's a like, great yeah. point, Joe. Joe, thanks for the thanks for saving us from that last call. We needed a good call to end on. You're my hero. Thank you, Joe. Let's get birds. Come on, we gotta do it this year. That's right, baby. Go birds. I mean, that call. Like, look, I very rarely will be like that was a bad call, but he just called in to say you guys are cheerleader for the Eagles. It's like, no, we're not. Like, have you listened to this show at all? I mean, yeah, Elliot he came, came, he came in with the narrative. He came in he upset. He came in yeah. saying Montez Sweat to you when you started the show by saying, I wanted them to take Montez Sweat, <laughs> right. but... I have some Eagles news. Ooh. The Eagles were supposed to pick at 163, moved back four spots, picked up a seventh rounder. Sounds right. Everyone's day just got a little longer. How about that? So four more picks, so that pick will happen during the next show. Rob Cherry, Hollis... Thomas coming up from the ballpark. This was fun, man. It was a great time. It was. I'm happy I came in here. Me too. Elliot, Elliot saving the day at the last minute. I'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, again, thank you to Anthony Foley. Terrific job behind the glass. Sue Schilling on the updates. Again, for Elliot Turparks, I'm James Seltzer. Coming up next, we're sending you down to the ballpark. Phillies, Marlins, Snyder, 605. Hollis, Thomas, and Rob Cherry will lead you up to then. So stay tuned right here on 94 WIP.